This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome into your weekend, everybody. It's time for another episode of The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. Mike North and Carmen DeFalco with you on ESPN 1000 and the great ESPN Chicago app. We got the national championship game on Monday to talk about, and we have for the first time ever, Mike, a week 18 in the NFL. I got to be honest, I can't wait for the playoffs to start. I'm not all that interested in the 17th game. A couple of interesting scenarios could play out, but by and large, things are kind of settled. And you try to make heads or tails of some of these lines and picking some of these games. The NFL slate this weekend, because of COVID and just indifference, teams out of it, teams can't move up, can't move down. It is beyond me trying to pick out some, you know, really solid winners in the NFL this week. We'll try, but it is a tough-looking card, if you ask well, me. Well, it's all about safety, number one, in the National Football League. That's why we added the game and the extra <laughs> <Sure>. playoffs <laughs> and everything else. I mean, the nonsensical stuff last year was the Bears backed into a playoff position, uh, which is now an actual permanent position. The fact that half the teams almost make the playoffs now bastardizes the playoff process. There are teams that don't deserve to be rewarded, but you know what? Coaches are happy about it and makes them look better even with their paltry one game above 500 or one game below 500 records. Uh, I, I I just am, I don't need this extra week. Nobody did. Uh, it's about greed. It's about uh, the nonsensical that they're, they're really not worried about the players. And you know what? You get a little burnout after a while. I cannot believe, ladies and gentlemen, last week, for instance, we could have given, we could have swept the board. Mm-hmm. The WGA went against uh, uh, um, Rand Andy, they, they made him stay with the three, but he could have, there was three and a half. But you know what? We're 24 games above 500. Carm, you could have had a win. You said four. And then yeah. all of a sudden the thing goes to six. Do you, do I, you, I, and you know I had it. Do you know I had it at three and a half, actually? It absolutely. Was, and so I actually won my wager. Absolutely we, we you did. It. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So now, but if somebody bets it on Sunday, they go, yeah. well, wait a minute. You I guys know. took this at such and such a thing. We could have swept the board. Yeah. That being said, we're 24 above 500. I'm 33-29, uh, which, by the way, is going to give me another winning year. But I wasn't the good one. Carmen's been on fire. Uh, and of course, Randy. Uh, I mean, uh, it's been a great, great year for us. But now we'll wipe the slate clean after this week and go yeah. into the playoffs all 0-0. Zero zero. Good call. That's right. Mike mentioned the greed and the money involved. And that's Absolutely. exactly what it is. We've gone to a week 18. We're going to go We're gonna go to a week 19. And they're not going to play some of these guys. No. I mean, it's it like, here's where greed comes into play. It's the preseason game at the end. Yeah. And I think uh, greed negatively affects the Chiefs this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the television people said, well, we need something good for Saturday, so let's put Mahomes in the Chiefs. I think it's a little bit of a disservice. They could still be playing here. They are playing for a number one seed. They need a little luck. But normally what you'd see in this scenario would be this game going head-to-head with the Titans game. Now, uh, back-to-back weeks down the regular season, the Chiefs have to travel, and they have to do it on the short week, and they have to play in the early window on Saturday. I think it does a disservice. And they have to go to Denver, which historically right. can be a tough place to play. I think the greed involved kind of negatively affects the Chiefs. That said, I don't think the Chiefs are going to have a problem winning. I don't know about covering that number. It's a little too rich for my bro- blood mm-hmm. all the way out to 11. Uh, but the Chiefs should go in there and take care of business. Mahomes is 8-0, and a perfect 8-0 in his career against 
against the Denver Broncos, and the Broncos haven't won a game in this rivalry since 2015, I think. It has been a long drought in this series where the Chiefs have won 12 in a row, Mike. Well, I see where, I mean, by uh, Friday uh, the line was 10. Now it's 11 and a half. Exactly. So, I mean, this is just a stay-away game for me. There's NBA. There's everything else. I mean, golf is back. How, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, I'm <laughs> back with the golf thing. Already. Swing. Bryson DeChambeau I had against Morikawa. I go to bed last night because there's no plane in Hawaii. And believe me, I've never wanted to go to Hawaii, but sort of I want to go now after seeing how beautiful it is out there. He's up four minus four to minus two. I wake up, it's minus five to minus four. Morikawa comes out of nowhere. What happened? I have no idea, but I do know this. I also thought I was dead in the Nick game. They were down 24, and all of a sudden... Julia Randall and the boys and Thibodeau and the guys start getting oh, it together. What a game. And they come back out of nowhere. How what a game that was. And uh, Fournier, oh, my God, uh, couldn't miss a three-pointer. Uh, so we're all back. There's things to play besides the NFL, and especially uh, you wouldn't want any action on the Chiefs game, would you? And would no. you even dare even take I, the money? I line? wouldn't. The only, you know, and I don't advocate parlays. Most people who listen know I don't Just like to have parlays. Fun, couch, couch change. Yeah, you know, it's like if you right. if you want to put the Chiefs in some of your money line parlays, I get it. I wouldn't tangle with the number at all. Um, if anything, maybe believe it or not, look towards the under in this game. I, I just don't. I, I don't think the Broncos can score more than. Two touchdowns with Drew Locke under center. I'll be quite honest. And they don't I mean, believe in him right now. And yeah, he doesn't believe I, in himself. Yeah. And, you know, Vic still can call a good game and frustrate even very good quarterbacks. So I wouldn't be surprised if this game goes under. I think the Chiefs probably win it in a relative easy fashion, like 24 to 10 or something like that. Uh, but I'm not relative mess with easy it. could be 24 to 14 and you could lose the bet. That's true. That's you absolutely. Know? That's absolutely true. I mean, that's called. You know what? We got a twenty-four to seven lead. Let's take the regulars out, and then all of a sudden, somebody backdoors you. Yeah, you're right, Mike. Uh, the yeah, other yeah. Saturday game is a game again that I just Cowboys ah. Eagles. The lines kind of ping pong. It's Eagles yeah. at home. Is the you see a lot of interdivision home dogs this weekend? Eagles getting five. Neither team really has much to play for here. The Eagles are are pretty much, if I'm not mistaken, locked into that seven seed. They clinched I didn't last they week. had a shot with yeah. this new guy, and they're in. How about that? Go figure. Yeah, well, I mean, you know what? But they I don't think they're going to play anybody this week, really. I mean, you talked no. about the rest factor. My guess is the Eagles, without an ability to really move up, I doubt Lane Johnson and Miles Sanders play. I mean, what would be the point? I, I, maybe we see Gardner Minshew, who we, we all love me. Some, we all love us some Gardner Minshew, but it's not a game I want to mess with on Saturday either, really, because I just don't know how motivated either team is. No, I agree with you. And when you look at this game, I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles really are a playoff team playoff back in team. the old days. Mm. Go back to the four. For the wild, the you know the three division winners in the wild card, go back to four and four, make it relevant again. This is ridiculous. It's starting to get watered down now, just like baseball, just like everything else. The Philadelphia Eagles are discussing as a playoff team. Do we have any? Do they have any chance? I don't of think going so. all the way. Please. I mean, what are they about eighty to one? I think to Come win on. the Super Bowl. I mean, they're a playoff team. I, I mean, it's like worth putting a, buck, a few bucks down on. <laughs> I don't think they have any chance at hell. I'm with you hundred percent. Come on. And this is what happens when you just water things down. By the way, you had a golf bet yesterday. Merkin's talking golf in this morning. You know, I've been saying for a while, without Tiger. Good to have him back. Without Tiger, the PGA Tour might be in trouble. But can gambling kind of save it? I mean, you guys are are all juiced up talking about uh, what's happening in Hawaii. I mean, maybe this is the thing that's going to save golf. If I would have been awake to see DeChambeau get beat by Morikawa. 
I would have been yelling like I usually do at the top of my lungs at one in the morning. It's January, and you and my, I got oh, it was in. beautiful. Mike and Randy are already talking about. Oh, are you watching the golf? You watching the, the golf? The golf is where it's at. I love it. And then you know what? I mean, I mean, John Rahm is back. Yeah, he's yo. I almost, I almost bet Cantley against him. I don't know what happened. I know when I went to bed, maybe Merck can get get the scores up. It's it so was good. minus six uh, with with uh, Rom against minus five for Cantley. I I heard Rom hadn't picked up a club since October. Oh wow. Well, either have I. What does that mean? Okay. Bottom line is that John Rom could go. Yeah. Three hey. months, but when you hear that, you go, hmm, rusty. He might be rusty. Uh, yes. From what I saw, he wasn't rusty. Merck, was he rusty? Uh, they uh, Rom finished minus seven. No, he was. Well, I, I, and so I mean, was rusty. I mean, so geez. they tied. They tied. How about yeah. that? They finished both a stroke behind my guy Cam Smith, who finished minus. Eight. They have wide fairways, which is friendly to guys like us. Oh my God! Tell me. Uh, about but but you know what? They have slanted greens, the worst. They're all slanted. I'm, I'm oh, I mean, right? it was a pineapple field. I mean, you can't even when you watch. That go on. The, that's the cap. They're at Kapalua. Is that right, guys? Is that where that where the pl- are they? They're at the plantation. Course. The plantation course, yeah. right? When you watch that, everything it 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 looks like a video beautiful. game. Every, it's gorgeous, but it does. Mike's right. It looks like a video game. Everything's tilted and slanted. It's like, tilted. I it's played crazy. the general course, the one out here uh, in oh, Geneva in, in uh, Galena, right? With Is Buffon. It? Buffon thought he played a game. <laughs> By the time we were done, because the I mean the, the, the back in the day, hey little buddy, I don't know how much more the knees can take. That's so great because you're walking uphill on, on on greens. That's hilarious. Yep. All right, when we come back, so we already talked about the Saturday games in the NFL. We got yep. a lot of Sunday games to talk about, and we will spend um, a significant amount of time analyzing and breaking down and giving you our thoughts of the national championship game oh, that, uh, Georgia Bama. Be fun, ain't oh it? yeah, it absolutely is. SEC time, ladies and gentlemen, don't the, don't go away. The Georgia Bama rematch from Lucas Oil on Monday night. Yeah. We'll talk to our guy Luke Pergandy coming up next. Oh, He'll give us uh, some of the tips on what you should be doing with those future wagers and we'll see what's hot at Prop Swap. So, a lot to do. Don't go anywhere. We're just getting warmed up, getting you set for the final weekend of the NFL season and the national championship game on Monday. You've got Carmen and Mike with you. We are the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Alongside Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFalco. We do it each and every weekend. Every Friday, we talk to one of the founding members of the great PropSwap app and PropSwap.com. Let's see what's hot on the site and what tickets are for sale. Say hello to Luke Pergandy. Hello, the PGA is back. It's back. Hey, golf. boys. You hey, guys, Carmen, Mike. What's up, hey, Luke? what's up, Luke? You guys love golf, too. Golf oh, wagers yeah. are great for PropSwap, aren't they? Yeah. No, golf is it's it's a championship every weekend, right? As opposed to like the NFL, it takes six months to crown a team, but golf it literally just resets every weekend. So there's just that's flying off the shelf Thursday through through Sunday. National championship game from Lucas Oil in India on Monday night. Uh, pretty sort of predictable mm-hmm. uh, set of combatants here. Uh, all SEC. It's Georgia and Bama again. This happened following the 2017 season, and Alabama won a close game by a field goal. Alabama for just the 
third time since 2015 is going to be an underdog, if you can believe it. All three of those times have been against Georgia, by the way. Neither one of these teams, Luke, has at any point been, you know, 50-1 to one to win this thing, though. Um, I, I, are there still some value tickets that are for sale for Georgia and Bama on Monday night? Yeah, yeah. I mean, first off, you know, congrats to everyone that sold their Cincinnati or Michigan tickets last week. Absolutely. Like we've been preaching for, yeah. for the whole season. Um, I'd say the most notable one, a guy bet $120 uh, on uh, on Michigan, and he sold it for about 1500 Awesome. So uh, that was a monster sale. Good job to him. And we're, you know, preaching, like, if you bet on Cincinnati or Michigan, make two tickets so that you can flip one if one of these teams gets down to the wire. And that's exactly what some customers did. So that's great. Uh, and then on to Bama and Georgia. Yeah, I mean, before the SEC championship, before this exact game, you know, about a month ago, Bama was 8-1. to one. Mm. So, uh, yeah, there's definitely some Bama tickets floating around out there that are getting posted now. Uh, because if you wanted to bet on Georgia, Georgia's obviously the favorite. You're going to have to lay a lot of minus money um, to hedge that properly. So people are just flipping their Bama tickets instead of betting on Georgia with, with heavy cash. You know, the hubbub with the Aaron Rodgers stuff, uh, uh, you know, disregard that for a minute. I'm trying to figure out, and I know that some uh, other TV, uh, radio hosts like uh, JT out there in Las Vegas has been saying, look, the MVP's Tom Brady. He's 44 years old. The guy threw for 5,000 yards, 40 touchdowns. Uh, you know, maybe it's not against Aaron Rodgers. It's for a guy where 44, unless you were... I mean, somebody that uh, basically like Steve DeBerg uh, mm-hmm. back in the day, uh, y- you never even approached that. that. He put up these numbers. Is it clear cut right now that people are hanging on to their Rodgers tickets and selling Brady or are people holding on to both? Yeah, so uh, Rodgers is about minus 500 right now. I, mm-hmm. I just I don't see how he loses this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just Brady started out great. He kind of slowed down a little bit. It was a stretch where he only had like one or two passing touchdowns that three-game stretch, mm-hmm. something like that. So that kind of slowed Brady's ascent down and let uh, the other number 12 in Wisconsin mm-hmm. take the lead. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I hear you. I mean, if, if the guy's 44 years old, yeah. you know, do we do we give it to him just because he's 44? Or do we just say, who is the most valuable player? Well, he's got more yards. He's got more touchdowns. Uh, but he does have more interceptions. He did throw a couple bad ones too near the end. But mm-hmm. the team is still doing well. I just I don't know. Is it a, we all we already heard some people's opinion on Aaron Rodgers, whether it's right or wrong. Uh, I just I'm just saying that back in the day, you were 44 years old. You were finished. I do. Oh, that there's no doubt about that. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, I do sure. wonder. I do wonder if. It's not as much of a slam dunk as the odds say it is because yeah, of, that's fair. you know, I like agree. some of the voter maybe ang- like, you know, Hub put himself out there. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think back down. I don't think Hub's alone in thinking no. that way amongst these voters. So I don't know that he's like truly a minus 500 favorite, but I yeah, kind of agree with you, Luke. Fair. I, I think he's going to win it. Right. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I, I would be I would be selling at minus 500 i guess right. so that that's the extra point like would you be selling or buying at minus 500 yeah i would sell my ticket at minus 500 odds lock in you know you're leaving if a ticket collects a hundred dollars it means you're selling it for 80 my god you're leaving such small amount of profit on the table there if you can sell at minus 500 yeah i'd, I'd take a stab at i'd take a stab at jonathan taylor mm. uh, yeah he's about 10 to 1 yeah. he's having an incredible season in indy 
So yeah, I, I would throw a couple bucks on both Brady at five to one and, and JT at at around ten to one. All right, Luke, enjoy the uh, national championship game. Are you going? By the way, you going on Monday? Oh, yeah, yeah, Look I'm going to Indy. Uh, oh, driving to Indy on Sunday morning. Love it. Um, and then going to the game on Monday night. Awesome. Well, the prop a- swap Hummer I'm on telling, its way. Exactly, it's on its way. The prop swap limo is on its That's way to it. Indy. Have a great time. <laughs> Happy New Year, buddy. Uh, enjoy the game and all the uh, action. We'll talk, um, you know, NFL postseason and stuff like that next week. Okay. Yeah, it's amazing. The playoffs are here already. It's thank gonna be goodness. Fun. We need it absolutely. We'll see you, buddy. Okay, bye, guys. Oh, look, for Gandy driving the Hummer oh, down sixty-five. He's down gone. sixty-five with That's prop it, swap, baby. the logo on the side. Oh my gosh! Yeah. and this is why I can't wait. Like the the twenty thirty national championship game, probably between Alabama and Georgia, yeah, of course, or Alabama and Clemson, right? At the new whatever the hell field it's going to be at Arlington Heights. I right. mean, that's it. Oh, give me a break. It's going to be there, Mike. We're going to be going together in 2030. You want to know something? We're going to the I, game. After many, many years, I have a model when it comes to the Chicago Bears. False hope. Everything's about hope, but most of it's false hope. Oh, and I, I got to see it to believe it. I would love it. Uh, 2030, I'll be in my 80s. And... Uh, <laughs> Reading, uh, reading Randy's memoirs. You know what I'm saying? You'll have another book out, Randy, and that will be the end of that. Randy's going to have a book, point, uh, 2.0 out. At the I mean, I'm at the point now. I looked out the drapes the other night, and there was a headlight coming at me, and I, and I ducked. ducked. I mean, enough. Yeah. Who's coming down my street? That's right. I forget about Mark, it. by 2030, you're going to have another book out? I'm already writing the next one. See? He's writing Behind the, the glass, the book.com, by the way. Behind All the I glass, know is I want to go to one of them parties. I want to ride in the chair. That's what I want. Oh, the, uh, come oh on. I want to ride in the chair. Mike, I'm telling you. Are you kidding me? Speaking I of, saw him riding in the chair. That's like a ride. It's, it's like best. an amusement ride. I love it. Loved it. Speaking of Bears, they close out the season at the Vikings. Yeah. Uh, I've got nothing really on this game. I, it, Fields might not even play now. Vi- neither team Good. really has anything to play for other than, I don't know, beating a division We don't opponent. need to add another loss to Fields' resume, but yeah. I'll tell everybody <laughs> this. That's true. My good Fred Carmen said this about four weeks ago, and I, I don't necessarily disagree with him. He was tired of talking about Mitch. Here's what I'm telling everybody. Luke Burgundy said it last week. There were so many people that actually thought Justin Fields was an MVP candidate. Oh, that's crazy. Let me tell everybody this right now. You better pray serviceable. And I'm telling you right now that a head coach, they, it was brought up today on ESPN 1000, the papers, whatever. If I'm a good enough coach and there's four or five jobs opening, yeah. but I got to take a job based on I got to play Justin Fields, I'm not taking the job because we're going right back to the same formula, ladies and gentlemen. We better get a quarterback. And if anybody thinks this kid in four years is going to be the second coming of Peyton Manning or John Elway Ooh. or even Jim McMahon, you're all nuts, period. Period, because this team's not built anymore. It's crumbled. The whole thing's oh, gone. It's... And now the nonsense that Nagy is going to lose his job basically because somebody else told him to play fields when the Bears are 4-2 and two without him. So something, something's got to give. Yeah. We'll see what happens next year. We're going to find out come Monday. You know, oh, God. Uh, they're, they've got a lot of work to do. And we'll oh, God, Carm, that team is depleted. I know are. there's been some good draft picks. I, and I know that may say, am I here in pace? Might get a promotion. That's what it everybody sounds lost like. Their mind? I don't know. I, this is I, nothing. Nothing surprises me. I don't get it. And I'm just waiting for the other shoe to fall when my guy signs somewhere next year. That's all. And we'll see what happens. It might be an option in Cleveland for next year. Oh, I'm here in Cleveland, Denver. I don't know if Fangio's going to keep his job. I think Fangio's probably going to be out, too, which is unfortunate because I think— He is a defensive coordinator. He is. You're right, Mike. He is. You're right. And 
I think you nailed it. And and not only is he a defensive coordinator, he's a great one. I mean, yeah. he is great, and I think that's just a better role for him. I think well, he's going to be out. Somebody, I some team's going to be happy good, to have him. Yeah, Dick Duran was a great defensive coordinator. Dick LeBeau was a great D- defensive absolutely. coordinator. Absolutely. You, you put down the head coach and think it's just a whole different ball game. Yeah. And here's what's going to happen. If somebody's got in here at Justin Fields, here's what I'm telling everybody. We're not getting the best coach available then. Because I know there's it's coaches that will say, forget about it. I wonder. It's inter- I've often wondered that. Like, does a coach... No. You know, can a coach afford to pass on one of 32 jobs? Maybe. If he's good enough to get a job. Maybe with you're right. With, with a, let's say there's going to be four or five job openings. Oh, yeah. Five, I'm going to tell yeah. everybody this right now, and you can get mad at me all you want. Mitch is better than Baker Mayfield, and I've said that all along. And we'll see what happens. But Baker Mayfield played hurt, and he's taken a beating because yeah. of it. And those are the kind of guys that I admire. But yet again, when you have a guy named Case Keenum on your team who's been – in playoff football. Yes, yeah. How do you not play him if you indeed had a quarterback with a torn labrum and you allowed him I, to play? I wondered the same thing Come on. throughout the course of the year, Mike. You're right. All right, we're going to spend some time coming up next on the national championship game. We'll give you our handicap of that. we yep. got plenty of other NFL games to talk about. There are a couple... Um, you know, we talked about the Saturday games. There are a couple well, significant. We got yeah, we got a couple significant games in terms of seeding and who can make the playoffs. The Sunday night game is an interesting one. You know, that's going to be a winner take all scenario. It looks like for the last playoff spot in the AFC. So we will spend time on all those and we'll give you our best plays before we're out of here. Don't go anywhere. We're cruising along. You've got Carmen and Mike with you. We're the Odds Couple presented by Prop Swap. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike North on ESPN One Thousand. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Back inside The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. If you ever miss anything, just make sure you have the app downloaded. You can always catch up and find out what Mike and I are talking about. You'll get the Encore replay every Saturday morning from 8 until 9. We've reached the uh, final regular season weekend of the year in the NFL. And then on Monday from Lucas Oil, we're going to have the national championship game, which is a rematch of a game that was about a month ago, uh, the SEC title game. It is Georgia and Alabama. Once again, Alabama is a short favorite in this game, getting three points. The total is 52. Uh, Bama won that SEC title game in convincing fashion, 41 Mm -hmm. To 24. Bryce Young was great. Uh, Bama's defensive line was great. I mean, Georgia averages nearly five and a half yards per carry on the season, Mike, but the Dogs averaged just 3.6 in that title game. Uh, they had virtually uh, uh, no, nothing after first contact. I mean, Alabama really played a stout and solid game. But what do we think? I mean, if Kirby Smart can't do it now with another crack at, at Saban with probably a healthier team. Mm-hmm. Like, when's Kirby Smart going to be able to do it? You well, know? I don't like him, number one. What was he yelling about near the end when he wanted his quarterback to take a timeout? You're the coach. <laughs> you take the timeout, number one. Number two, he can't beat Saban. I know. Okay, but I did correctly, and I gave out the bonus pick. Uh, I, I believe it was Fred, and uh, you were in uh, Turks and Krakos or wherever the heck it was. I don't forget the name of the joint. Um, yeah, it's off of diversity. Exactly. Uh, and, and basically, I gave Georgia money line. I had one of my double wins on the bonus pick because I knew that quarterback was going to have a great day. Oh, you nailed it last week. Yeah, you did. I knew it. 
and, and he you took so in, much abuse, and you yeah. agreed. You nailed it in our show too last yep. Friday. You, that was it. You That's were it. you were pretty convincing early on. You said, "Listen, this is Georgia money line," and you go, and you even said, "I know it's a price." You said Georgia's going to run away from him, and yeah. you're right. They did. They ran away from him and hid, Mike. My God, I don't know. Uh, you know, I mean, they they put on an impressive display. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they look. He knows how to coach. They just got, have a better team. They have more speed, more power. I, I guess I'm looking forward to this game. Uh, as much, much as you can, it seems like a bad rerun. Uh, the SEC, we know it's a dominant league, or it has the, the two or three dominant teams in football. Usually, you're in, you're out, at least the top two. So, I mean, I want to see Georgia win. Yeah. But I don't think Kirby Smart's the guy that can beat him. I you don't. Know, like, I, and, and that's what makes this handicap hard. Yelling like, at the quarterback. Take a timeout. You're the coach. I, you know, I, Alabama's going to play this game without one of its best receivers. John Mechie is out. I think he got hurt in the SEC yes. title game. Alabama's without its best top number one cover corner, like I, you know. So they got five others sitting on the I bench. I know that's true. I, that's I just think I feel like the play here is Georgia. I want up the win, but and, and I'm with you. But I keep going back to like, well, wait, who's got the better quarterback and the better coach? And that's Alabama. Oh, so I, I just saw I'm having a display. tough time. I know I can't get off, but I saw that display at half before halftime. They're winning big. And he wants to get some more plays, and he's yelling at the quarterback of Georgia. We take a timeout, take a timeout, and he's looking up at the clock. I'm going, you're the head coach. And I, I just started looking at his record and stuff, and Saban dominates everybody. Every, all of his assistants. Yeah. He dominates them. And you know? this, this guy here, I don't know. I, 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 he, My- he, he's, doing, he's done a great job, but they, I, am I supposed to think Alabama can't win two in a row? Against I know. Them? I know. My Come stronger on. sense for this game, if I play anything at all, and I probably will. My stronger is the total. I, I think what is that? Uh, the total's 52, mm. and I think the under is more in play wow. here. Whenever you get coaches like this that have great familiarity with one another, these two teams just played uh, a month ago. These two teams are two of the best uh, defensive teams in the country. I mean, Georgia gives up fewer than 10 points per but game. But Saban coaches like Belichick, every like like the way he beat Cincinnati, that's not the way he'll beat Georgia. That's true. He'll have so- a different look. That's I mean, true. he's like Belichick. You know, Belichick says, okay, we, we're we not going to pass today. We're running every play. Who does that? Well, Belichick does Belichick, that. Yeah. Saban does the same thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know what? Look at that first drive. He, they ran the ball all the way down the field. Absolutely. They, they didn't throw the ball. Now they may throw the ball against now they're Georgia. Gonna, and they probably will have to, and they probably will. Right. If anything, my lean in this game, and I'll probably fire a little bit on it this weekend, will be the under 52. They played right. to a total of 49 the last time they met four years ago in the championship game, 26-23. So. But there'll be an NBA game or something that will be as attractive, folks. Like I say, it's the big games that ruin people. Yeah. It really is. I mean, I knew a guy that used to be a $25 better, and then, you know, a big game would come, like the, like uh, uh, the Rose Bowl or something back in the day. He's putting 500 on it mm, just wow. because of the— Just because it's the Rose Bowl. Well, the Rose Bowl. Or because of the Super Bowl, or because of whatever kind of bowl back in the day, especially. But people fall in love with the attractive games, yeah. and that's not the way to go. Sometimes Orlando versus the Atlanta Hawks might <laughs> right. be the best game right. of the night. Exactly. You know. Uh, let's circle back to the NFL a little cool. bit. Final weekend: Colts, Jaguars. A win, and the Colts are in. If the Colts were to lose, and I can't see it happening, it's going to set up a very bizarre scenario for the NFL for Sunday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think people have probably heard it this week because it's been out there a lot. If you're unaware. You could um, forfeit. Yeah, you could. You could. You could tie. I mean, if if the Colts were to lose, the Chargers and Raiders could look across the sidelines at one another, go wink, wink, yep. play to a tie, and they both make the playoffs. I don't think. First of all, I don't think the Colts are going to lose. Even if they did, 
I don't think the Chargers and the Raiders would do that. I think there's some integrity here and that they're division opponents and that they play the game and that the winner takes all. I play the win. You play to win. And even if you play your second string, I mean, maybe you're telling me Indy can't beat Jacksonville by 15 and a half. What a, what a horrendous year it's been. And last week, horrendous. I want to clarify. I said Trevor Lawrence hadn't scored a touchdown or only one in the last eight weeks. It was a no, touchdown pass. Right, one touchdown pass. One touchdown pass in right. his last eight weeks. So, yep. to me, you're right. Uh, this is a stay-away game. Me too. Stay away. Um, you know, like kind of what we talked about with Kansas City, if people are very into – you know, finding some rock solid money line plays for a parlay. Uh, this would be one of them, I suppose. Or if you I want may to have tease. a play on the Raider Charger game, though. Ah, uh, wow, I like. By it. the way, a little note, Carm, you love trends. I do. He the does. Colts have lost the last five games in Jackson. They've lost six in a row. Six in a row. One was, six. In Lo- one was in London, I believe. Well, you wow. might be right about that. Yeah. I think you're right, Mark. I yeah. see what you're saying. They they've that's lost the, the last six times lose. on the road. Right. Again, yes. that's a good point. Yes. So they've lost five in a row in Jayville. Thank wow. you, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, you know, but I mean, it, it, this year is just a different year for Jacksonville. And I mean, they're all going to dress up this year. The fans are dressing yes. up as I heard clowns I heard with that. the mustache to look like Khan, the owner. It's going to be great. Uh, I do think the Colts should win that one going yeah. away, though. But there's just so much at stake for them, and the Jags are awful. You, you like you I said. just think if the Raiders and Chargers play, both teams want to. Win. I, I think so. I think so too. So that game, I may have a play on. Though. All right. Well, uh, we'll save that for the end. I yep. like that. Steelers Ravens has some playoff implications, but I mean they're very minuscule. Five thirty eight gives the Steelers just a six percent chance of making the playoffs. The Ravens just a two percent. I wonder in this game, Mike, and the Ravens are laying five at home against the Steelers. Totals forty one and a half. Uh, even though I know the Steelers could still win and get in, I wonder what the Steelers have left in the tank after Monday Night Football and the emotion of that game with Big Ben. Now you have to travel on a short week, final week of the year, against a division opponent. I don't know. I just I, Even with something to maybe play for, I, w- w- what's left in the tank for the Steelers going into this I mean, game? Is Lamar Jackson one of the really, really good players that you think is just going to fall on his face eventually? I don't know. I right? think he's, I, I mean, I don't him. know what to make of their team either. I mean, uh, they went on that uh, whirlwind losing tour after he went for two twice. Uh, yeah. They should have done better than they They've have. They've lost five in a row. Yeah. How about the Steelers with Big Ben? I mean, I, I remember people saying seven weeks ago they were done. I, I mean, I'm not going to count them out. I mean, Tomlin, once again, uh, I know he's had Big Ben the whole time, but everybody thought this was going to year they were going to finish under 500. It hasn't happened. So I might lean. Like. A double lean, double lean to Pittsburgh. Okay, all right. Now Mike remember their the top lean. receivers out. Yes, Deontay Johnson is out of that game. I, mm-hmm. I just think emotionally, really even for both teams, it's it's going to be a tough game to play, even yeah. with, again, some very minuscule playoff possibilities at stake. But I um, would have a lean. I probably don't even play it. More significant you know, playoff stuff at stake in a couple of the late window games uh, out in the NFC West. The 49ers are at the Rams. The Rams are laying four and a half mm-hmm. at home. The total is 44 Trey and a half. Lance. Trey Lance is probably going to be your starter. San Fran has won five straight in the rivalry, and Shanahan is six and three straight up and against the number against his good buddy, Sean McVay. Um, you know, a lot of the sharp money early on in the week, uh, from what I heard, was coming in on the 49ers. This yeah. is another game where I might lean towards the under a little because of the coaching familiarity. Uh, and and I don't know what the Matthew Stafford's been doing, especially in the first half of games lately. Well, They've been know, abysmal in the first half of games lately. Yeah, I mean, nothing's a guarantee with him. He, he reminds me a little bit of Favre, you know. 
where where everything's looking really really good, and then the next thing you know, in a big playoff game, he's got three interceptions. You know, or yeah, I, the football. you're right. Like I can't. I tweeted it over the weekend. I can't see them, and I know they've won five in a row now. I think I can't see them ripping off four wins in the playoffs with Matt Stafford. I you would just, lean Frisco. I me think too. That, that they're both good coaches, but I think that. Uh, I'd probably lean Shanahan a little bit, put a little couch change on it if I want to watch something. Otherwise, it's not a play for me. You're listening to this on Friday. Maybe you're catching the Saturday um, replay. But everybody, you're going to have to follow. If you're going to play this game, follow, especially Sunday morning, what's going on. Exactly, because the the, the Niners secondary has been battered by injury and by COVID. They got like four more guys, I think, in that defensive backfield that got placed into COVID, including Jimmy Ward early in the week. Now, he might play. They might get Emmanuel Mosley back from injury, which would help. But I can't stress it enough, folks. If if you've got a thought on the game, if you're listening to us now, just pay attention Sunday morning. You're going to have to look it up for yourselves and look at what the COVID list is like for the Niners, because I do think you should factor that into your handicap. And then the Cardinals... one of them, yeah. The Cardinals could still right get that top spot if they win and the Rams were to lose. The Cardinals are at home laying six and a half against the Seahawks. They've been bad at home, Mike. They've lost four in a row at home. And Seattle getting six and a half is pretty rich. It seems rich. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. You know? Yeah. I, I But this is another stay away, but if I had to bet it, I'd probably take Seattle on the points. I, you know, Russell Wilson's so good, and it's good to hear him, so we don't have uh, 75% of the meatball bear fans thinking, hey, you think we can get Russell Wilson for another year? He's staying with Seattle. He wants to win in Seattle. I think they're going to start to not rebuild, but retool over there. Um, it's a stay away game for me, but I might change Seattle. We're going to give you our best plays in a little bit, and Jim Miller's got ponies Jimmy! for everybody. That's right, our guy from Hawthorne, when we come back inside the Odds Couple next. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to the Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch inside the Odds Couple on this Friday night, except for a big weekend. And Oh, it's a big weekend indeed. Not only is there football, not only do we have the national championship game after the weekend of Monday, but we've got the return of harness racing at Hawthorne, Chicago's hometown track. And every Friday we talk to the expert handicapper from Hawthorne. He is one of the best in the business. You follow him on Twitter. He is at Hawthorne Jim, and he joins us on the Corona Hotline now. Jim Miller, everybody. Jimmy! Jimmy, welcome back to uh, harness racing season. What's up, buddy? Yeah, I'll tell you guys, Mother Nature surely hasn't made it too easy on us for trying to convert that racetrack over by any means. But yeah, we kick things off tonight for the harness season. Three nights uh, or three months of harness before going back to thoroughbreds. But man, winter weather's not going to stop us. Uh, Jimmy, I mean, like, you know, we're talking single digit temperatures maybe yep. tonight. I mean, what what does that do to the track, um, to the horse, to the rider? Like, I mean, I, you know, and, and how does that start affecting handicapping when you try to, when you look at the card for tonight at Hawthorne? Sure, sure. The biggest thing it does to the racetrack, because you're racing on a limestone base now for harness, is it does kick up a whole lot of dust behind the lead horses. And that's because you can't put any water on the racetrack or it'll freeze. Mm-hmm. So really it leads to more of a front end type of racetrack just because of a visibility purpose more than anything else, because horses may have to race a little bit wider just to kind of keep out of that kickback. So you really look for those horses that are going to race out there on the front end early on. The hardest thing, Carm, to really find out for is who's fit, because you've had some time off since we finished racing in the end of the month of September. Horses that have been racing out of town may have a little bit of an advantage over those that took those last three months off. 
Yeah, well, for anybody that uh, thinks uh, you could be a driver, just put an old house fan. Open the window today, put an old house fan in, and and turn it on and have it blow the, the air at you and see if you can handle what these drivers and horses are going to handle. Except, I want to know, are there certain drivers that are almost predictable? You know, taking sick days, maybe a little cold for them. Some guys not as good in the cold <laughs> as other guys. You, you know what? You saw that a little bit more, Mike, back in the day when you had a little bit more harness racing in the state of Illinois. But now mm-hmm. because the dates are so limited – it's going to take a whole lot for these guys to really take off. And when you talk about that, I've seen guys that have gone down and maybe just whatever, a little bit of an incident or a little bit of a tumble or something like that. They're back driving the next race with bumps and bruises just because they need that opportunity to make some money. And that's the thing that you see now we're racing about 80 days of harness this summer in Illinois. But when you're looking in the past, used to be 200 days. You could take those cold days off. They really don't do it anymore. But, yeah, you do look at those guys, usually your perennial leading drivers that can show a little bit more speed. Casey Leonard, Kyle Wilfong, those type of guys are the ones you want to watch for early on in the season. All right, Jimmy, I know uh, like last week, you know, there were some big prep races that are already starting here. You know, the, these horses, now that we're into the new year, are starting to accrue their points for the Derby, which uh, it'll be here before we know it. I can't Crazy. wait. Warm weather. Um, but what are we betting this week? We staying at the hometown track. What do we like this weekend? Yeah, home cooking just because it's opening weekend for Harness, and we'll start mixing in those three-year-old preps down the road. But all three races at Hawthorne Saturday night, bet all these horses across the board. Race three, bet the one horse, Valdana, across the board. Race six, bet the six, Anna's Lucky Star. She's an Illinois champ. We'll bet her across the board. And then race seven, bet the seven, Foxy Fiji, across the board as well. All right, so three races at Hawthorne, everybody, for the weekend. This is our first Saturday night at Hawthorne. Uh, We are into the harness season, and we're going to go race three, the one horse across the board, race six, the six horse across the board, and race seven, the seven horse across the board. Did I get that right? That's right, boys. Let's make some money. All right, have a great weekend, Jimmy. Thanks. You got it. Good luck. Jimmy! It's Jim Miller from Hawthorne, everybody. He is at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. All right, a couple other games, and we're going to give you our best plays uh, as we've talked about some of the playoff implications. A lot of these games for the NFL uh, schedule you know, this weekend are, are goofy because there's just not a lot at stake. Teams are either out of it or they've already clinched. They can't really move up. They can't move down. The Saints still have a little bit of an outside shot here. they got a 40% chance. Uh, making the postseason. They're going to need a win to make that happen. I need a Falcons win for my over seven and a half uh, ticket, which I oh, placed yeah. on the Falcons to start the season. I need them to win to hit eight, and I'll win that bet. I've already won my Patriots wagers. The Patriots went and over their total. And you're in the media pool. You got a shot to win that, where I, at one time, boasted that I was going to win it, and now I'm wondering why there isn't last place money. <laughs> and like like a lot of other great pools have. I think that's something we got to take a look at that's next true. year, don't you? Tell Beto next year. Yeah, you got to oh, put some God. last place money. Oh, my God. I mean, my God, it's as hard to finish last as it is to finish first. It absolutely is. Come on. My goodness. But <laughs> the, do the Saints go on the road in the division as a uh, short fan? about a three-and-a-half-point favorite, actually, here on the road in Atlanta. Do you think they can get it done and give themselves a chance at the postseason, Mike? You know, I want you to win your bet. But New Orleans, I think, can win this game by more than the four and a half. Okay. Uh, But it's not a game I would pick. And and I'm going to be rooting for you. Thank you. So that's just the way it goes. I love it. I'm not going to play it. I'm going to just say, let's go Atlanta. I mean, stand up. Stand up. you got to still a pretty damn good quarterback. Boy, yes. if, anybody, if anybody needs a change of location, mm-hmm. like Matthew Stafford, it's it's Matty, Matty Ice. Yeah. I mean, my God, but you try to win it for Carmen. 
All right, let's work our way into the best place. Mike said he thinks he's going to have something for Chargers yeah. Raiders. This is going to be Sunday Night Football in the very final regular season game of the 2021 schedule. Uh, you know, we talked about the very bizarre scenario, which could play out on Sunday Night Football a little bit earlier. Mike and I talked about uh, what would happen if the Colts were to lose in Jayville. That's probably not going to happen, let's no. face it. I mean, the implied odds, that, that game, just so everybody knows, the Colts are on the money line. Minus eleven hundred. Yeah, that equates to about ninety-two percent implied yeah. odds. So, and you lose eleven hundred bucks well, if they yeah. just lay an egg. And now it's probably not going to happen. If they do somehow, then the Chargers and Raiders could actually play to a tie and make the postseason. Both teams. So, you know, some people are talking about if early in the day, the early window, the Colts lose. A lot of people are talking about then pounding the under. In the Sunday night game, because what do the Chargers? They're just they're going to be like, whoa, that thing. We don't want to make mistakes. We don't need to go up and down the field. Let's play it very safe. Even if it's a seven-seven tie, we're good. Um, what well, is your why I'm feel? Take, that's why I'm taking the plus three. You're taking the plus three. I'm taking the Raiders. It came up that way. Now I don't know what uh, the politics is going to be. Well, who's going to play? Who's not going to play? The COVID situation. I mean, the fact I'm thirty-three and twenty-nine. Like I said, I had a three-zero in one week last week, but it was a miracle. I mean, Buffalo came back and landed on oh, the number. Wow, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, it was 14 and a half. I knew it would go down to 14, like I said on the show. So I'm taking what the system has always given me and made me successful, even though this year it's been rougher. I'm taking the Raiders plus the three. Well, there's one trend that loves that, too, I'll tell you, because uh, Derek Carr, who, uh, by the way, Good, Derek. I, you know what? I don't know how to feel about me him. Me neither, but, Mike. I, I, I don't. I mean, sometimes I'm like, wow. Other times I'm like, ugh. Yep. His fourth quarter in Indy last week, he was oh. spectacular. I mean, and then he'll throw a screen pass with time running out in the first half for an interception touchdown. I don't know. But I'll tell you two this. Two weeks ago. Derek Carr in primetime games and Sunday Night Football's a primetime game. 11-4-1 against yeah, the number. I'm taking so Mike's the on the right side of that one, folks. Um, I'm gonna, you know, it's funny. Every time Mike and I uh, bet the Jets, we say the same thing. We should probably have our heads examined. We won together last week we, with the Titans. We did, yes. I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and fire on the Jets, uh, getting the 16-16.5. You know, the Jets have actually played a little bit better here as of late. They've covered three in a row. The Bills are going to win this game. They're going to win the division. I don't think they need to win by 17 points. I really don't. I think at some point in the second half, they're going to be like, eh, we're good. Um, I would expect that both these teams kind of go up the field and trade blows maybe in the first half. But I think the Jets uh, on the road in Orchard Park will probably keep it within certainly two touchdowns and certainly within the 16 and a half. So I'll go ahead. Believe it or not, I'm going to give out the Jets as a best play. We'll you see know, what I say You know, if I was the Monday. head coach of the Jets, the first thing I'd say is, do you believe we're 16 and a half point underdogs <laughs> that people think that we're dead vomit fucking uh, Exactly. Mike? That's what I would tell them. Go show them. But you know what? Uh, that was a strong play for me, but I decided not to play it because this is even a more ridiculous type of, of number. The Cleveland Browns who have been getting their butts kicked oh, yeah. and with Mayfield and everything else is a minus six against Cincinnati with Joe Burrow, the legendary Joe Burrow, and the way that he's done and the way he's come back from his injury, and he's a gutsy player. It came up Cleveland minus six. Ah. Uh, I'm taking them. Take That's it. it. Take I mean, it. I, I mean, if you really want an invitation to lose, just jump on Cincinnati. Yeah, this looks like it's going to be the battle of the backups it's too. Called tra- it's called a trap, folks. They're going to probably rest Burrow because of the knee. Yep. Uh, it's, it, this is going to be a Case Keenum, Brandon Allen. I like the angle on it, Mike. So, yep. there's, I, you know, why then, would it be minus six? Yeah, I know. But but you know what? They're playing. Keenum should have been playing already. 
that coach, I mean, the, the nonsense that there's some, supposedly some bad blood, you know what? He should have been playing some, up the backup. Keenum's good enough where he could have won a couple of those games. I've been looking around trying to figure out maybe another game to give people. Again, this is a tough board this week. We talked about a few leans that we like. Like I kind of lean towards the under in the Chiefs-Broncos mm-hmm. game. I like mm-hmm. that a little bit. Um, if I were going to find one other that I'd feel pretty good about saying, I think it's uh, it's a good bet, and I think Mike kind of agrees with me. I know he had a little bit of a lean on it, too. I think it's the Niners getting the four and a half on the road at the Rams. Um, again, just some of the the stronger trends for Shanahan in this spot against McVay, six and three straight up and against the numbers. Still a lot to play for for the 49ers. You know, something tells me this is going to be a close, tight division game that is maybe uh, settled by a field goal late, so... I don't love it like I normally love some of the best plays we give out here, but because uh, again, it's just a, a tough. I think it's a tough schedule this we've week. We've had in the NFL, a great year. We, we have, but I'll give I'll give out the Niners plus the four. And, and a half. boy, and you know what? On the bonus play today with you and, and Yurks, I gave out to Lions plus four. Mm. Uh, Green Bay, I think, is just going to just do enough. Yeah, uh, Detroit's still playing hard. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's at home. Uh, I think it's a field goal game. We'll see what happens. They could lose the game. It doesn't matter. Um, so I took Detroit on the bonus play. We want everybody to enjoy the weekend, uh, enjoy the final weekend of the NFL, and then enjoy uh, Monday yep. night in the National Championship game. And we're back with you next Friday. We are going to be talking about the playoffs in the NFL. How about Randy? Gonna be like, yeah, Randy, you got what? What do you got? What do you I've like, got, buddy? Uh, Tampa minus eight. Tampa Ooh. minus the and eight. I, I, like, I like your other side. I like the Saints uh, minus three and a half. So you and Mike Thank both like the Saints. Yeah. I'm only cheering for the Falcons just because I need the win. Like yeah, I mean, I'm to not going to play yeah. the Saints. I'm for you. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the only yeah, reason. We're going to get in the plane together on that. Mike and I didn't really talk about the Tampa Panther game. There's some interesting, you know, like, how much does Arians let those guys well, play? Well, that's what I was going to say. Randy's taking a, a well, chance here. Because yep, there, against Carolina. There are some, like, I was reading there are a couple of huge, like, bonus incentives for Brady and Gronk. Like, Gronk needs, I think, five catches well, and 85 Randy yards. Well, maybe taking a chance. Here. Yeah, like, he needs, I think, five catches and 85 yards for a, yeah. shmil, for a schmildo. I mean, you don't think yeah. Brady's, like, telling him, hey, we're going to make sure we get you five catches and 85 yards. A bonus to Brady's like what we used to find in the Cracker Jack box. Oh, please, that's true. Come on. And then he's got some bonuses too. It's so he's also got MVP. You know, if he has a yeah, good game, yeah, a little bit of a push. The guy's going to throw for five thousand yards, and he's an all-time winner. I know. Well, Crazy. we want everybody to enjoy the weekend. Yep. Thanks to Randy Merkin. Thank you to Eric Ostrowski uh, yep. for all the great work as always. And thanks for listening, everybody. And great job uh, by Luke Pergandy and Jim Miller, always helping us, giving us uh, great segments and great content. So enjoy the weekend. And, Mike, enjoy the final weekend of the NFL season. And then we'll talk next week, buddy. You too, Carm. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike North on ESPN 1000.